0: What is up everybody i am this little chemical this is i see things a little differently we're here on the wednesday show we were welcoming nico back as we we're gonna talk a little bit we were just discussing this and we're all over the place we're gonna talk about a couple things we're gonna hit criminal volume two because we did get a really good uh reaction to feedback from it which is really cool um and then we're gonna talk about something else and just ask a couple of questions and back that back and forth and leave that to you guys to uh, hit me up on email or on instagram or whatever to get your thoughts on it as well so what is up nico welcome back to the show
1: hey man yeah nice uh being back i'm happy to talk some more criminal and some other crazy stuff in comics it's always fun to talk comics
0: so since we're gonna be all over the place before we get into criminal i have a question for you Because i just said it, and it just came across my mind that's the other reason why I, i'm saying this on air is i don't care. Um A lot of times this show is hard to build because I really prefer this, the the comic book stuff, to having someone to play off of. Wrestling stuff is wrestling Twitter, wrestling Instagram, wrestling fandom is crazy already. You You have one screw loose to be a wrestling fan. And I used to be a wrestler, so I know I have like 10 screws loose. But with comic book stuff, I think it's so, for me at least, it's so unique because I can read a story, you can read a story, and take it two different ways. And I think a lot of great, talented people that we have mean it to be that way, you know? So, uh-huh. I have a question for you. Are you? Do you watch any of the Marvel shows or Marvel movies or anything?
2: <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think I'm up to date with everything now. I
0: recently saw Shang-Chi. Um, what do you think about that? I finished on Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm pretty, I'm pretty up to date with all the shows
1: and stuff.
0: What do you think about Shang-Chi?
1: Man, I, I, I liked it a lot. Um... I was happy that they did this really cool balance of kind of the, the grounded stuff where we kind of meet Shang-Chi. I don't, I don't know. Are we, are we, are we, are we doing spoilers here or no? Absolutely.
0: It's been, it's been too okay. long. Man. <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed, especially that opening scene, man, that, that's that, 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 uh, bus scene. Mm. That was, that was insane. So that kind of, I was surprised they did that so early in the movie to kind of, uh, you know, s- set the tone, Um, but yeah, I enjoyed all the grounded stuff, but then whenever they went into, you know, the more fantasy realm type of things and the creatures and just those, those dragons are by far the best creatures that, um, you know, between the movies and the shows that they've designed. So, you know, I was, I was super happy with the ending that they actually, you know, they, they, they went there, you know, and I was, I was pumped about that, but yeah, it was a, it was a real fun, uh, you know, kind of summer blockbuster type of movie um that you know obviously we've we've missed those type of movies for the last year or so with COVID and all but uh but yeah what about you did you like it
0: oh I loved it I've always loved Shang-Chi um that was actually when I got the opportunity to meet Jim Starlin a couple years ago now um that was one I actually brought a couple of Shang Chi books. I remember saying them. We had he was actually really cool. he had his daughter with him and everything, and he was like talking. Every his line was so long, but he still spent an allotted amount of time with people. If, if you wanted to talk to him, if you didn't you want to get your stuff autographed from up? up you know, the way he was cool with that. But I remember I just said, because I asked him, because me and my brother have been de- debating this for years. He thought it was pronounced Shang-Chi. I said, nah, it's Shang-Chi, right? And so I, he answered that question, and then he was just saying, man, you must be a fan if you have, I had so many things to autograph for Shang-Chi. So I was happy that they, but I mean, first of all, I know some people were like, well, they had to let go of some of the racist elements. Well, no crap. They had to let go of some of them. <laughs> You know, they, had to, they, they yeah. couldn't make them a dark yellow, and they couldn't say Fu Manchu. Like, those things oh. will get you canceled right now, you know? Oh, yeah. uh, um, but, no, yeah, I, yeah. I I actually enjoyed it very much. I actually, um, I said this in my review of it a few weeks ago. I think this is up there with the best origin stories in MCU history. I got it. Like, how you have Iron Man, you have Black Panther. To me, Shang-Chi's right up there to me. Um, i believe like to me as much as I, as much as i like thor the first one i believe once we left asgard became the earth it was like oh it took for me it took something out of it right so we just uh-huh. we, we've already seen earth stuff asgard's so beautiful in the cgi to me i love the pacing of it where they went with it um it didn't feel like it was, I, my only concern at first was aquafina because i was like i know she's a comedian and i was uh-huh. like and i feel like they even though she was she's important to the, the character of Shang-Chi, I believe they balanced her out perfectly. Her humor wasn't too much; it was in the right places. And to me, yeah. for me, it was. And to me, so to me, it's up. To me, it's up there. Do I need to see more of Aquafina in the MCU? I personally don't care for it, but it looks like she's going to be a huge part of the MCU. Uh-huh. Um, but otherwise, you know, I, I didn't have any complaints. I I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, the both post-credit scenes were awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Algafina didn't annoy me or anything because I know she can have that vibe sometimes, and mm. the you know where she's just a little bit too on the nose and tries a little too hard to be funny. She was good in this, and I, I didn't. She didn't annoy me, mm. but I do feel sometimes that Marvel does try to plug in like those humorous moments a little bit too much mm. because there is sometimes when I'm watching a scene and it's more of a serious scene or a serious fight or something. And I'm, like, already, like, anticipating, like, oh, the tension is certainly going to be cut here in about, uh, you know, 30 seconds with <laughs> some kind of plug-in joke. And it's, like, and it's, like, almost like I'm expecting it now,
2: which mm.
1: is kind of unfortunate because it kind of takes me out a little bit. Like, I, I wish they would tone it down just a little bit with interjecting those jokes because, I mean, I understand, you know, they, they, they want to be, you know, that's – obviously that's how their actual comics are, too, you know, they – there's you know serious subject matter but they they like to joke around and be fun but sometimes in the, in in the movies, it's just a little bit dialed up sometimes but you know it was cool i mean another movie uh the uh, suicide squad i i thought that movie was amazing too i, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen uh
0: i have seen I, it um go, no, give give your thoughts go ahead
1: yeah no i that's that's another one of those movies where it kind of it what what i really liked about the suicide squad is that it basically it took you know what you can do creatively and it went there so basically you know you've you've got all these different storylines going on but then they kept pushing the envelope you know they went with this you know kind of cool harley Quinn type of plot and then they kind of go into all the starro stuff and then all the rat stuff it's like you know they took the the the, uh, the the medium of creating cinema and they like said, you know what screw it, we're just gonna we're gonna make the best like compelling stories we can with these weird kind of oddball characters and then they're gonna like dial up like the insanity of it, which I relate a lot of that into comics too because with comics, you know, comics you don't have a limit on what you can do. Your limit is basically your your imagination because if you can draw it, if you can draw a weird giant, you know, uh, starfish, you know, that turns people into zombies, then you can draw it and you can make it happen in a comic story. And they did that exact same approach in a movie, which I was like, I was super impressed by. And especially, you know, I was able to watch it on uh, HBO Max and I was like, man, like, um, you know, this 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 movie is just bonkers. At the same time, like, the personal level stories were, like, all there, which, so I, I, I believe that movie just kind of, like, you know, hit every single, every topic and every good thing about a movie. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I loved that movie.
0: Um, I thought it was a good movie. I, it's what I expected from James Gunn when you take the the, the Marvel logo off of his movie. And you give him combo characters that he wants to use, ones that he wants to kill, ones that he wants to tease. Um, I will say this, and I said this before, me being a huge pro wrestling fan, as everyone knows I listen to the show. He is the only one that casts wrestlers perfectly in roles. Um, Obviously, Dave Bautista being Drax. John Cena is the perfect peacemaker. And it's funny because me being a wrestling fan for so long... John Cena, uh, we always knew as wrestling fans, John Cena could be a great heel, bad guy. And so seeing him in that role, especially one of the funniest lines I know was given away in the trailer. But I actually didn't watch the trailer because I actually had no interest in watching this movie. And then they said, oh, it'll be on HBO Max. And I used my sister's HBO Max. So I said, oh, I might as well watch it then. I'm not going to go to the theaters to watch it. Uh, then hearing John Cena or the Peacemaker say the line of, um, I love peace with all my heart, no matter how many men, women, and children I have to kill. He was so serious about it. I was like, this All is right. hilarious, you know? Um, yeah. But seeing him in that light. But I thought it was, it, it was actually everything I expected with James Gunn having no handcuffs and him being able to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Um, he, he's going to be one of the very few people that's going to be able to double dip for many years in the Marvel and DC uh, pool. And that's cool because he's already written and done the Peacemaker series. That's already done. Um He's going back to Marvel for Guardians of the Galaxy and all sorts of stuff. So overall was good. To me, I don't think. Here's my thing. To me, I I still don't understand what WB's doing. I don't think WB knows what they're doing. So to me, I kind of want to hold off judgment on this. Cause I don't because apparently this is a part of a shared universe. I don't think that's smart. Because they're already trying to build build a shared universe off of the new Batman. And they're already doing like three spinoffs to that, and it's like really weird that they're doing this. And yeah,
2: yeah, I,
1: yeah, I, I agree. The whole, their whole approach to the to their universe is weird. But you know, I'm at this point. I'm kind of taking all the DC movies and DC properties just like at at singular movie value. <laughs> so like, just watching like the Suicide Squad in a bubble without thinking about like. The implications for the whole universe, kind of the same approach I had with Joker, I, you know. I've never seen just Joker just watching before. that movie in a bubble. Like it, it
2: reminded me of like a, a really
1: good comic, you know, just because of how bonkers and how creative like the designs were, and you know these kind of personal level stories. So that's that was that was that was my approach to the to the film. It,
0: it's a smart approach, you know. I've never seen Joker before, but once again, also the thing about me is. Sometimes I'm just also not interested in a lot of movies. Like I, I still haven't seen the first Venom. Like I'm not interested in every comic book movie, and I know that's like blasphemy that we say to comic book fans sometimes. But it's like sometimes for me, I just know what excites me and what doesn't. Like to me, I was one of like the four people that when they said Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out, it excited me. I didn't want to go to the theaters to watch it at the time. I was going through some other stuff, but to me, like hearing stuff like that is exciting for me seeing the the joker movie didn't excite me only because dc has man such a rogues gallery of great villains sometimes i want to hear about other other villains sometimes Uh i get tired of the joker um and so for me, sometimes it's joke, Joker overkill. I wasn't interested more in Venom because Sony, it was clear, it was doing the WB. And I said, you know what? Even if this is, a, I love, I love Tom Hardy. I think he's good. I, I'm one of a few people that didn't mind his Bane portrayal. Um, but I just was like, I just, uh, uh whatever, you know. Um, I will see Carnage, uh, Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage, whatever it's called, only because. I think this is the debut of Carnage in live action, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think
0: so. Um... So I want to see that. Carnage is one of the craziest characters Marvel's ever done. So I I do want to see it to support Woody Haleson and Tom Hardy and everything. So I will go to the movies to see that. But um, I thought it was good. I definitely thought it was good. I do think it's best to watch it in the bubble that you watched it in. For me, I think it was just by that time... You just get so. Sometimes for me, it's like hearing about COVID. You eventually you need to get away from it. Sometimes you get so yeah. you get so tired of hearing about the, the 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 mess that is WB. That I'm just like I'm just good on all their products unless it's an anime show or movie. I'll watch that because I can watch that in a bubble. Everything else, I'm kind of like, ugh. You guys are just doing way too much for my liking. Yeah.
1: Um. I honestly, I feel like that was just the whole pop culture. You know, comics, movies in general, just because I feel like I'm so inundated with all this info on like, oh, you know, uh, I saw a headline the other day. It was, you know, Venom uh, runtime is an hour and a half. I saw that too. I'm like, okay, you know, like, <laughs>
2: like, you're
1: just like, like beating me over the head with all of this, all of this like information, and it's like expectations. You know, raise your expectations because you know there was a, a, a applause crazy. after you know mm. a, a, a applause after the first screening of this movie, and it's like, gee, just like <laughs> stop for a second so I can just kind of like. Take a break and when I go see the movie, just be, you
0: know, you know, clear minded on it. But, but it's funny you say that because it goes to what I was saying to you before the air about me building the Wednesday show and how I don't like doing the deep dives. I li- And I'm lucky enough to have the, the listeners that even though it's not growing at this pace, I would like it to on Wednesdays, it's still growing. But they understand me now. We've been doing, we've been doing this for a year. They get that if they really want that deep dive overthought stuff. They have plenty of places to go for that. I'm just going to give you my opinion, what I think, what I what I saw in it, what I thought was cool in it. And then we move forward because, see, to me, in conversations I have with people, and we've had enough conversations now, I think you get this from me, I don't need a deep dive. Now, if we want to go into a deep dive, that is absolutely okay with me because... I love talking about this stuff, but when I saw that, and I very rarely see anything because I just don't be, I'm just not online like that, like I used to, because as you said, you get hit over the head with it. When I saw that it was an hour and 30 minutes, plus there's a first credit scene that's amazing, I was like, all right, you know, cool. (laughs) You know, it's it's not a big Uh deal deal for me, but I'm excited Uh to see Carnage in live action. I, 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 I've seen the tra- I have seen the trailer. It looks it looks pretty cool. Um, and having Woody Harrelson play Carnage. I mean, and obviously this is all building up. And I don't know if we, we want to go here or not, but we can, I don't care. To me, this is obviously, obviously all building up to a meeting where Venom and Spider-Man will be in some type of maximum Carnage movie where they have to take down Carnage. This, to me, there's no other outcome that you can have to this because people still forget we have a Morbius movie coming out, <laughs> like I think sometime early next year. This is clearly all building to. I don't know if Tom Holland's gonna be the Spider-Man or not. They'll be foolish to let him go as Spider-Man. Um, uh-huh. But this is all clearly building up to a Sony MCU crossover thing. Is this? I mean, I'm not. It's nothing that I'm setting myself up for. It's just clear what they're doing, and okay. and to me that's cool. I'm sure it, it'll be. Super awesome for the fans who need that crossover, um, but it's, to me this is just what's building up to. Which like I said, I'm I'm in for it. I I love these characters that they're doing. Like I said, I think I don't know. I think Venom is a as a as a, a. I think Venom's like a B list character, right? I don't think he's a C list character.
2: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> I mean, honestly, I I don't know if I would love, you know spidey and venom just teaming up right off the bat oh no i think it's gonna be a carnage because to to me like to me like i don't think i ever needed like a venom solo movie
0: no i didn't either I,
1: i i wanted i you know i wanted you know a proper venom villain you know venom is is an alien man he's he's like a weird alien monster creature you know obviously you know Inhabits a, a, a human, but essentially he's just this weird alien, creepy creature. Like, and I I want that portrayed, you know, but not as the main character. You know, I want I want to see, you know, Spidey, you know, Peter Parker trying to deal with this this weird symbiote. Um, and obviously that didn't really happen at all. Oh, well, it happened a little bit, I guess, in you know, Spider Man three, but. And then the whole take that they had with Todd Hardy, I I absolutely did not like that movie at all.
0: Venom for movie? Yeah, okay. yeah, the Venom first
1: one, yeah, yeah, the the first Venom, and I just want them to just kind of just go back to basics and just you know how Todd McFarlane made Venom, to be just a ferocious, nasty villain, um, and obviously like this, the way you can characterize that is this alien symbiote inhabits like a high school kid, you know, like. There's so much, you know, you have half the battle there. You know, you have your personal story with the kid who's being, you know, overrun by this alien. And then, you know, he turns into this crazy alien creature that, you know, Peter has to take down. But and like, I just I wish they could just dial it, you know, down to like basics like that instead of. So let me do this crazy, you know, weird odd approach on Venom to be the main character. That first movie was just a very odd approach. I don't know.
0: So, uh, I, I agree with you. And I think, it's just me guessing, I think when they did it that way, it became a box office hit, even though it wasn't... From, everything I've been told wasn't a good movie. I, I haven't heard one person who knows me to say, hey, it's a good movie, right? So what I think is going to happen is me completely guessing here, nothing I've read, just me guessing. Me personally, I think that's what they're doing with Secret Wars. I think that's why they're building to Secret Wars, to build to that Sony MCU collab where we're not going to get them teaming up immediately. So that that you misunderstood me there. I think what's going to happen is because we have yet to see Tom Holland in the black suit. I do think we're going to eventually see Tom Holland in this black suit, and I think that's going to lead to the problems with Eddie Brock and maybe even a darker Eddie Brock. You know, to me, I think we need to see how Morbius goes, because there's no way Morbius can be lighthearted. There's no... Morbius is a dark, uh, uh, very sad portrayal of this guy who turns into this thing trying to save his life. Um... So to me, I think all this is building up for years. I think that's why Kevin feige and the brass at MCU have been very coy on when the next Avengers movie will be. I think we're gonna see a lot of just ridiculousness. Um, but yeah, that's also part of the reason why I didn't see the first Venom. I'm okay with Venom being the, the subplot and someone else being the main character in the movie, aka Spider-Man, because to me that's how it should go. Like to me, it's kind of like if they did a Heroes for Hire show. And they say, "Oh, Heroes for Hire featuring Jessica Jones." No, it needs to be Heroes for Hire. I like Jessica Jones, but th- if, if we're doing Heroes for Hire, we need to see Luke Cage and Iron Fist. You know, um, so I agree with you on that one. But I don't think they're gonna team up immediately. Uh, every time I'm recording, this damn thing goes off. <laughs> My Um, It's a gimmick now. Anyways, I I do th- I do agree with you. I just think there's gonna be some build up for it now. The only my only concern with all this now now we're gonna see Carnage live action all sort of stuff. My only concern is how do I put this? I guess my only concern is not even concern, just me, my curiosity, uh, my spidey senses. How do you in how, how do you what what's next for Venom and Carnage after this movie? What's next? If I say there is a Venom three, because this movie's gonna this movie's gonna do well, it's gonna sell well. They saw what Shang Chi did; it's gonna sell well. What do you do next for Venom three? When I don't, I just don't know where you go from here. You know, like because to me, as you said, Venom is not a main standalone character.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so I was I recently listened to a Donny Cates panel. Um, well, I, I was at it was at a comic was at you know at the convention that we actually met at but um so Donny Cates he, w- he was doing his panel there and obviously he's the Venom writer well actually his run is over now I think,
2: yeah, I think he's over, but yeah.
1: he's probably like the most you know seminal you know uh Venom writer in Marvel history now um so he absolutely dogged Venom number one <laughs> He absolutely hated it, and he's a pretty qualified individual to right. talk about it, since he's been writing the character for like I don't even know how long, two or three years now. Um, but uh, but he did say that everything that he's seen from the second movie, this one coming up, he said that it was it looks far better, far superior, and he it seemed like he did kind of hint at you know Noel. Which is his uh, venom villain, basically God of the Symbiotes, and apparently from the, you know, the the rumor around the trailer is that, um, you know, fans and whatnot have been, you know, kind of seeing some hints uh, at Noel in the in the trailer, so they could possibly going the, be be going that route.
2: Mm, um, interesting
1: into but it's a very I, I didn't I haven't read the whole the whole uh, Donnie Kate's run, but Noel is basically his his main villain. Um, basically the symbiote has this long, long he, he created this long kind of folklore behind the symbiote where it's like I, I don't know exactly, but it's like the figment of darkness and Noel was this god that kind of, you know, created this 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 darkness which eventually ended up being the symbiote that we all know now. So they could go into some crazy dark lore like that, um, which would be interesting because that, the whole, that whole Donnie Cates, Ryan Stegman run is pretty recent. So it'd be weird if they kind of like went that, that quickly into it. But um, I don't know. I mean, it it could happen. Um, So if, if they did do a standalone, you know, Venom three, that could be a route that they take or i mean who knows it it'll be interesting i guess to see what this carnage thing kind of comes out of it cuz they might just keep running with you know with carnage and maybe he's still the the next villain in the next movie
0: i mean uh, the, the movie know. you know the movie's so short uh hour and 30 minutes i i'm curious to see what they do in that time frame cuz now we've been conditioned at least i have to at least every movie being two hours and 13 minutes. So I'm, I'm really curious what they're going to do without that extra 40 minutes or so, or at least 35 minutes. If you don't include credits. So I'm interested to see how I I do appreciate that this movie would be straight to the point. Um, at the same time, that, that, that does interest me some more. I have not read all the Donny Cates run, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, as Mm -hmm. far as Nolan and everything like that. So that's, that's, that's interesting, you know, and yeah, Donny Cates is more than qualified him and, mcfarlane are more than t- qualified to talk about venom or spider-man i mean jesus christ oh, yeah. or, if they're not qualified then who is qualified you know uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure so, i mean and uh donnie cates did do uh silver surfer black which is it was a five issue miniseries which deals with noel too if they somehow bring in silver surfer into into the the whole no no plot line it would be amazing to see that even a snippet of that run in live action which it probably won't happen cuz that miniseries is like one of the trippiest things Marvel has ever put out
0: you you know i i <laughs> would i'm learning to never say never i like i was like transitioning when i saw that they were adapting to me the greatest Hawkeye story, which came from Matt Fraction in 2012. And they, in Marvel MCU, very rarely, they always put their spin on something, right? When I seen them use the logo from the Hawkeye, from the Mac Fraction run, where it's all lowercase, I was like, okay, okay. I kind of figured that's the only story they could really use if you're going to introduce Kate Bishop. And a lot of people don't know this, for you guys who don't know this, Kate Bishop was first introduced in Young Avengers, not in Hawkeye. Um, I actually have her first appearance. Um, so, anyways, to me, I, th- I was I'm I'm interested to see about that. But to me, I'm learning to never say never, and seeing some of the stuff that they're doing, and even just the, the what minute and 10 second Charlie Show Hawkeye, I was already excited. Hawkeye one of my favorite characters to read of all time. Um, are you interested in this show at all?
1: Yeah, um, I haven't read that fraction run, uh, but I know that people love it, and it's seems like it's kind of the Defining run of Hawkeye at it this is. point, at least in kind of like modern comic fandom, because no, you I, I, I you know so. I I hear about it all the time at the shop and
0: uh, I think it is period though I, I th- sorry to cut you off, Nico but I think to me that is the defining run and that's just a modern just a, I think Hawkeye's had great moments. When he's with the Avengers, whether he's standing up to Captain America, dying, wait, how many times however, times he's fucking died. Um, sure. But to me, I think this okay. is a story because for me, this brings you down to a human level. Like this one scene where he's literally at the DMV. And it's like, I remember when I first read it, I was like, that's how you make a character relatable. It's showing yeah. that, yeah, he's an Avenger, but he's a broke Avenger. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you see, you see it now, then you're going to portray that in this one. But at the same time, they kind of already did that with Falcon and Winter Soldier by eventually the Captain America not even be able to get alone, You know, so mm-hmm. you've kind of already seen these... They've made these heroes who've been cosmic now down to the ground. What you have to make them to the ground level when you're introducing the Young Avengers. The Young Avengers aren't going to be in space right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, that's, that's what Marvel
1: does so, so, so well. Um, and I mean, yeah, just 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 watching that trailer... I was, you know, I, I thought it was a real cool trailer. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, Christmas time movies and, you know, kind of seeing that whole, that, uh, atmosphere, kind of the Christmassy atmosphere and this kind of most diehard kind of buddy cop, you know, team up type of movie. I was like, man, this, 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 this looks cool. Um, and like you said, it, it Marvel grounds their character so well. And, uh, one, you know, another show that's coming up, I don't know when, but She-Hulk. I don't know if you've read uh, Charles Soule's run on She-Hulk, but, you know, it it focuses on, you know, her life as a...
0: I think we lost Nico. (laughs) Um... That we lost Nico. I'm gonna call him back. <laughs> he was right in the middle talking. Uh that was that sounded like it was to get interesting. Give us one second. I love it when this stuff happens on air. You have the mirror fire going off. You have Nico being hung up on Hello. Well, oh, it's raining. Exciting. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're good, you're good. I, I was saying, I was like, this is this, this is great we're doing this stuff on air. Um you said I, I have not read the who whose run of it is on She-Hawk, you said?
1: Um, sorry.
0: Uh, sorry, are, are we are we starting over? No, no, no. We're still recording, dude. Like I, I'm not stopping. We're still recording. We're going, man. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love when this stuff happens on air, man. It's all good. Um, but no, you, you, okay, you right um, before you cut out, you said I don't know if you've read such and such run on She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
1: Charles Soule's okay. run on She-Hulk. And um, so it's a I think it's like a ten or twelve issue series, but he focuses on her attorney life in addition to her you know her Hulk life. Mm-hmm. But he grounds the characters so well, and you know she's a pretty much a, a struggling attorney trying to find business, and you know and, you know so you get that whole personal aspect, and then you get you know obviously the the the, the Hulk aspect of it. So it kind of exactly what you said with you know. Hawkeye being at the, at the DMV, you know, Marvel is, is, are taking these runs. So I, I'm, you know, when they start doing the, you know, the She-Hulk show or show a trailer, I'm wondering if they're going to kind of take some, you know, when, you know, grab some ideas from that run. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for, for Hawkeye. It, it looks good.
0: You know, I'm glad you said She-Hulk as well. We've seen nothing from it. Um, we already know that, Bruce Banner will be in it, and we know that Abomination will be in it. And you know what's funny? You know what's really funny? So I said this on the show months ago. I was talking to uh, my brother, Jonathan Nestor, and he was like, what do you think about She-Hulk? I said, you know what's going to be interesting is how they're going to bring Bruce Banner back to being Bruce Banner. He says, why you think they're going to do that? I said, because there's no way in God's Green Earth Marvel is going to spend, on a six-episode se- uh, season, they're going to spend $200 for CGI on the Hulk alone. So I was like, how are they going to bring him back to Bruce Banner? Sure enough, it goes to our post-credits scene, which we did not talk about, Shang-Chi, the first one. Bruce Banner is back to being Bruce Banner. And so it's like, one, I'm sure they're going to explain why he's back to normal. But it's just funny how I, me thinking of like, and, and us being creators, I think we know more about budgets than the normal fan and all this other stuff. So my first thought was, there's no way in green hell they're going to, freaking have this guy be Hulk the entire time. Like, I'm assuming we're going to see Blonsky back to himself, even though we saw Abomination in a movie. I'm assuming we're going to see him back to being Blonsky himself in the show, you know? Because obviously, they they have to say, obviously, the whole... The point of this is the origin story of She-Hulk. So, we already know we're going to see her, but people people that don't know She-Hulk, she, once she turns green, like, she... I don't think she's ever, that I can think of going back to being just jennifer walter she's always just been she hulk after that correct yeah yeah that's true
1: she she stays in green hulk form all
0: the time right (laughs) i I,
2: I, I, like that aspect I, i do
0: too even when she's whatever i think she's been like that anyways the point is i'm looking forward to that as well um so it's like to me I just I just like I I I think that now I'm gonna actually read that that run i have you text me that name when we when we get off the phone. Now I will read yeah. that run of She-Hulk because now I, I, I I'm definitely excited about. It. But see, I love characters like this and and we're getting a Silver Surfer. Going back to what you said a few minutes ago before we got disconnected, we're definitely getting a a, a, a Silver Surfer because they've already announced a Fantastic Four movie. To me, in, there's no Fantastic Four without Galactus or Silver Surfer. That's just they are the accessories that come with that group, right? Um, and, and so uh, I'm, i don't know. You don't Dr. think Doom. so? I, I definitely feel those those three, those three characters are co- Who's more connected to Fantastic Four than Silver Surfer and Galactics? Doctor Doom. Well, I mean, I to me, all right. So let me let me explain myself. To me, when some people say, "Hey, who's the who's one of the greatest artists of all time?" I never say Michael Jackson because I think it's duh, it's common sense that Michael Jackson one of the greatest artists of all time, right? I just assume mm-hmm. people know who Doctor Doom is with Fantastic Four. It's literally the steak and the and, and the potatoes. Like they they I just don't feel like I never ever need to name him. But for those of you who don't want who who don't know, yes, Doctor Doom is very much associated. He is those two are connected. Whatever. I just think for more obscure characters that the masses may not know, I would think Galactus and Silver Surfer go with the Fantastic Four. What do you think about that? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, of course you know, a little bit, I guess, a little bit deeper into the Fantastic Four lore, you know, Galactus Silver Surfer, you know, you know, they, once the the family starts kind of getting in their crazy scientific adventures and whatnot, um, yeah, I mean, I would would love to see, you know, how they would portray Galactus, um, I know we got a Silver Surfer in that second, uh, Fantastic Four
0: movie, yeah, Fantastic
1: Four movie. It wasn't great, but honestly, I was young enough to be like,
0: "Oh, like he was dope." <laughs> I think um, the CGI for Silver Surfer was dope, and the fact that they had Lawrence. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Lawrence Fishburne doing the, the the voice of Silver Surfer in that movie? Was it? Uh, I don't know.
2: That, that'd be that'd
1: be cool if it was. I I, I, I don't remember.
0: I don't remember like, either. It, it was I, somebody. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I I but yeah, just going back to Doctor Doom. I I love Doctor Doom. I think his design as a villain is just so sick, and um i mean i, I think you can before you know a galactus silver surfer storyline comes in i mean i think you can even though they you know in those older movies they did have dr doom as the main villain but they just you know the marvel movies just weren't developed entirely yet so that's
2: why right, the movies right. just
1: didn't hit, hit like they should have but i mean. I think you can just do so much cool stuff with that rivalry between Reed and, 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 and Doc. I mean... Oh, yeah, I mean... It's, to... it's, you see, he, I, any Doctor Doom story I see, man, I, I pick that thing up just because I love seeing his design, and I think his whole, like, outlook on life and, like, his whole demeanor, it's just, it's just awesome.
0: No, I, I agree Classic. for sure. Classic. No, I agree for sure. No, but to me, the reason why I never think about Doctor Doom is because... Their origin stories go one in the same. So, like for me, yeah. you can't do a Fantastic Four movie. Well, you can if you want it to be a bad Fantastic Four movie. But to me, like like I said, like my mindset is so different on some things because I just see some things as so connected. Like I would never expect to sit down to a, at a movie theater, see a Fantastic Four movie, and there's no mention of Doctor Doom. You know. So to me, the origin stories are so connected that I would assume that the first thing you're gonna see is their origin stories together. And then I then you can branch always branch Doom off because Doom is so evil and so he's just so hateful inside, man. <laughs> that um I don't think he's always he's always so hateful. I
1: think he's he wants his country to thrive, you know, and, 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 and he'll do anything to to protect his country. And yeah, there's there's a, a recent uh maybe six months to a year ago a recent um Doctor Doom kind of ten issue arc that got canceled unfortunately so they had to wrap up the series pretty quickly but the first few books of this of this story were uh it was great man because they characterized D- Doom so well like he was still like this you know dictator type of personality but he was kind of like looking back on his life to see like what could have been and like if you, know, if, if, you know, if he could have had kids and, like, a family. It, it was a real interesting take. So there, there's some... Uh, there's just some such cool stuff you can do with Doom. Oh, yeah. If ever one day... If, if ever one day I could write a Doom story for, for Marvel, uh, that would be...
0: Oh, that would be wonderful. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I know what you're saying, but I still see him as hateful because he... He feels he's lost so much, which he has. But I think where it makes the Fantastic Four strong is one, they are family. So... Obviously, whenever you have people around you to support you to build you up, that makes things a lot easier. They they just went so separate ways, and he feels like he lost so much, and they all lost something in the those experiments, those accidents, but they, the Fantastic Four was able to take the light out of it, and he took the darkness out of it. That's what I mean by hateful. Like, Obviously, Doom is, to me, the reason why I think he is... I'm not even talking about all comics. I'm saying I'm, we're going from Marvel right now, so I understand that. I think he's definitely a top... Five villain in Marvel lore um, because he is so versatile because mm-hmm. you can't just lock him down under one thing and say oh this is him you know but so that's why I'm not surprised you're telling me about this story arc which I never heard of so I might need to check it out but to me I say it's hateful because he does take the darkness out of what happens to them now obviously the Fantastic Four could have gone the same way but with you having Reed with you having Sue and Johnny and especially Ben. Ben, I think I've always felt so much more worse for Ben because of how he looks and how he can't yeah. hide. You know, and I think him and Doom have a lot more in common, you know, it's because they can't yeah. hide, you know, and so that's why once again, Fantastic Four, outside of me reading Watchmen when I was really really young, the first book I ever read was a Fantastic Four book. That's what got me in the comic books. Um, yeah. so that's why I've always uh, been yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah, no. Going
1: back to like the the Doom and um, Ben Grimm thing, I I always I always loved almost like that dichotomy that they've had. You know, they both. You know, obviously the thing got transformed into a, a monster, a rock monster.
2: Right.
1: Um, uh, Doom lost his faith, basically.
2: Mm. So it
1: was kind of like it was kind of cool seeing. And I've always understood this as, like, and, you know, it obviously could be interpreted in many ways, but, you know, the the decision after, you know, a a tragic or traumatic event happens in your life, like, what do you do? Doom, he said, you know what? I don't have my face, but guess what? I'm going to have everything else, (laughs) you know? And um, whereas the thing, and he, he kind of, you know, created this whole villain persona, you know, being Dr. Doom. And then whereas Ben Grimm he took the other approach and, you know, was like, you know what, I'm hideous and everything. You know, I, I look like a rock, but guess what? I've got a loving wife or to be, I don't know if you've read the whole Ben Grimm marriage story yet, but you know, you know, he had girlfriend forever and mm-hmm. took this kind of hero, hero persona over. So I always thought it was interesting to kind of see how those two, you know, one went far right, one went far left. And, uh, it was always kind of like a, a underlying kind of theme in, the, in all the Fantastic
0: Four books and movies and all that. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and we we went way too long, <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> we're not gonna go on criminal, but we will wrap up on. Just a, great, uh, I just had like I don't
1: know if you know who uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is, but if Daniel Warren Johnson did a Fantastic Four uh, versus Doctor Doom fight, oh my gosh, I want to see it! I just had the idea. Please make it happen.
0: That sounds awesome. So I do want to wrap up yeah. on a, on a few more thoughts. So since, since we're talking about all these things that are coming up, we obviously have, I want to get your final thoughts on two things. Uh, One are the last two movies of the year we're getting, which is The Eternals and Spider-Man Far From Home. Let's start with The Eternals. Uh, are you excited for it? What are your thoughts on it? Go.
1: I know pretty much nothing about the Eternals. Okay. Um I was always more of a new gods person and I've always liked that Jack Kirby lore, the whole fourth world. So I was always more into that side and whenever every time I, you know, would see Eternals in the shop or hear about Eternals I'd be like, uh ah, I don't know, that's just you know, that's okay. just kind of like the the fourth world replicated in Marvel you know right but I, I never really got into it um I watched this first trailer once I was kind of like okay I didn't <laughs> really know to think about it other than like it seemed like Marvel was trying to do like trying to capitalize on um I don't know how you explain the genre but like, the modern um, god, goddess kind of lore, like the, the the stuff you would see in, like, a uh, American gods. I could say. You,
2: know,
1: you, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that, that's kind of what I felt like at first. Whenever I saw that, I was like, okay, so they're trying to do, like, this modern mythology type of thing. Like, you know, American... I'm not sure what all American gods is about, but I, I think, you know, it's about, like you know, normal-looking people, but they're like the gods of certain things, you know? So I I, I felt like that's what maybe Marvel was trying to capitalize on. Um, And them, you know, trying to be a little more artsy and maybe a little more independent in their filmmaking, Um, which is cool, because, I mean, Marvel, that's what Marvel does. You know, they they make pretty much every type of genre movie, you know, heist film, uh, you know, uh, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, you know, a, a war film. You know, so I was like, okay, so they're doing that. If I watched the second trailer. I was definitely a lot more intrigued because I finally got a little bit more. Um, now it seems like it's gonna be more of like a uh, like a, a modern fantasy quest movie, maybe, which 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 might be kind of cool. Um, you know, I think we've got a shot of some uh, celestials. In that trailer, um, so it, it did give a more, like, epic fantasy vibe, which uh, I, I enjoyed seeing. So I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by it, I think. sir, uh, I'm going to watch it, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it. Um, it's just, I'm, I don't really know exactly what to expect, but honestly, that's probably the best thing, because, like I told you before, getting all these expectations with all these, you know, trailers and hype and hype and hype and hype, you know it's hard, you know, for things to live up to it. So, I think I'm good watching trailers. If they come out with more trailers, I'm not going to watch anything else because I just want to be go into it and just watch it as you know, as just a you know, I don't know much about it, so I kind of want to be surprised.
0: How About yourself? Um, I know about it because I follow Jack Kirby stuff all the time. The God stuff is cool. Um, I don't think there's going to be a proper explanation for why they didn't. Interfere when Thanos was, you know, destroying the world. So I'm already expecting myself to call BS on what they're what they're going to make excuses about. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm I'm look here, the power level's going up. Uh, Go ahead. No,
2: no, yeah, I was, was going to say I've, I've
1: I've noticed that you're you're a very universe person. Seems like like yeah. you 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 like things to kind of connect. Can
0: line up, right? I do. I don't need it to, but I do like it to, it, to me, it, for me, it makes the story more fun. Like, to me, <laughs> I love when you get the, the origin story of Cle, uh, Cletus becoming Carnage, and it all connects to how the, the symbiote reacts differently to other things. To me, those little, those little easter eggs are always fun for me. It, it's more fun than anything. It's not needed. It's more fun. But for me, also... <laughs> When you have someone as powerful as Captain Marvel now entering the MCU, who has been told, we've been told she's the most powerful, it's clear power levels are going up. So now you have literal gods, not just Thor, who are in this thing doing it. I'm just more curious as to how they're going to connect that because technically Thanos is one of them, you know? So I'm like, okay, I want to see how that goes and everything. It's not anything that I'm really, really, really excited about. I do think the special mm-hmm. effects will be amazing. Um, but it's nothing I, once again, it's nothing I it was, I never sat at home, my typewriter, and wrote to Stan, hey, I wish I had you here too, uh, Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and, I dare, and I would say this too, um, I'm a fan of universes to a degree because sometimes some things are just so hard to make sense that it's like why would you even try to do that? I think that's where it can go back and forth, but yeah, I'm looking for, I mean, I'm looking forward to all this stuff cuz like I said seeing some of these characters in live action, seeing Jack Kirby's work put on the big screen when you have Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek playing these characters, I think it would make him smile and I'm a huge Jack Kirby fan, so seeing something like that's mm-hmm. cooler than anything they, they could world build air quotes. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I think like, if the film, like, does, like, some weird kind of trippier stuff and, like, that, like, surprises me, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to like it, you know? Like, kind of like how I would say, like, with, with, with uh, Shang-Chi, like, the end where they went with all the, you know, the, the dragons and the folklore and the fantasy stuff, I was like, oh, I didn't think they were going to go here. Mm. And they did. So, like, that was a huge... You know, factor in, in, in my in, in uh, how much I enjoy that film. So, I kind of feel like Eternals might do that, like, you know, you know, weird kind of trippy, um, experimental type of type of things, you know. And obviously, the um, Chloe Chloe Zhao is, is her name, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she's you know, she's obviously she did uh, uh what was it Land? Which was which was a good film, which won you know film of the year, and I think she won direct the the Oscar for director of the year as well. She definitely won an Oscar. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, so I mean that's 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 exciting, which means that hey, like some of that weird for the indie experimental stuff might might come out of this movie, uh, which will be different for
2: uh, Marvel films. So
0: right,
2: definitely intriguing.
0: And lastly, what are your thoughts on Spider Man No Way Home? I. Um, have not seen the trailer. I I don't. Only reason I haven't watched it is because there's nothing they're gonna show me in a trailer that we don't already know that has not been announced. Like yeah. Uh, like uh, the, the Doc Ock from uh, Molina, he was already announced in the film. Jamie Foxx was announced for the film. Like these things are people who are already announced. Like people who have not been announced that are, are rumored. Air quotes. No air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Is Charlie Cox, supposedly, for some reason, everyone has a hard on for this for Kingpin and Daredevil. I really wish Marvel would just show these people so we can get this out the way if they're in the movie. (laughs) Um, So I didn't watch it for those reasons. I'm still looking forward to it. I think it will be. I don't think it's going to be as much of a game changer as people think it is. I think the Doctor Strange movie will be a game changer in the movie realm. I think this would be more of a Spider-Man game changer, less so of the universe, if that makes any sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I watched the trailer once. It didn't really, you know, it, it honestly, it, it really wasn't too much different from, you know, obviously what, what we know, kind of you know, Peter is going to get trapped into some kind of, you know, otherworldly, other realm, other dimension type of stuff, and you know universes are going to cross over, and that's what we've been hearing forever, and that's what they hinted at in the in the trailer. So, trailer was cool. I don't want to watch any more trailers for it because, like I said, I want to be I'm going to be surprised by things. Um, I don't want things to be given away in the trailers. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the Andrew Garfield movies. But I actually, I, I'm not gonna lie. I actually, that's the first movie I actually like a lot. The second movie I like as well, even though everyone hates it.
2: <laughs> um,
1: and I understand it. They did get a little jumbled with a lot of villains, but I mean, it was a comic book movie, and there were comic book villains in there. Um, the Green Goblin did, or, or Hobgoblin did, look a little weird. Mm. But I always I thought the Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield. Uh, you know, Peter, um, uh, Gwen, Gwen Stacy relationship was excellent. Um, just to, to, I, I always thought they were just as good as, uh, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire and what's
0: her name? Uh, uh, I forgot her real name.
1: Mary, Mary Jane. Well, I
0: know, her, I know her fake name, Mary Jane Watson. I can't Super remember her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name who played it, though. Kristen Dunst. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, there you go. Uh, so I, I thought their relationship, you know, the Andrew Garfield uh, Emma Stone relationship was great in those movies. So um, I always liked those movies. So I'm if I know he's not supposed to show up in this, you know, weird kind of, you know, interdimensional movie, but I think he might, and that just that just might be the rumor, you know, it's, uh, kind of a um, um, a fake out, you know, for the population um, to kind of believe that he's not going to show up, but. I would like to see. I, mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him. Um, Alfred is a great Doc Ock, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be cool to see. Um, it's gonna be a different movie, and it's it's nuts that we're actually seeing this level of comic nuttiness <laughs> in, in live action. Because I mean, you know, even when I was reading Spider Verse, like when the first rendition of Spider Verse came out, I thought it was kind of just like. Uh, they're just, you know, they're kind of doing this story just to kind of make up these crazy Spider-Men from different dimensions, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of, you know, sell books and stuff. It was, a, it was a cool story. It was cool to see. But, I mean, I never would have thought that, you know, you know, actual giant films would be kind of taking that same approach, being like, oh, hey, guys, come see our movie. You know, this other Spider-Man's going to come in here and this and that. But, um Obviously, they, they did that great with into the spider verse so that's my favorite spider-man movie ever so it obviously does work um, so we'll see how they do it in, in, in live action
0: yeah I agree um I'm looking forward to everything like I said I I, I um, like I said I I'm, I also have like self-control that's why I have no interest in really watching the trailer also because it's just like so whoever first whoever leaked it probably got fired one two. Hmm. They just gave us what... The, they gave us legitimately the skin off the chicken. They said, hey, just eat this until we're ready to give you what we want to. Because I'm pretty sure they didn't want to give us anything. And also, at the same time, in my opinion, let's say, hypothetically, and this, this is my last thought on it before we, before we go off, to, Um, if they do actually have Charlie Cox in there as Daredevil, if we are going to get a Wilson uh Fisk in... um freaking Hawkeye, which he was, Wilson Fisk was actually in the Frat, Matt Fraction run. If we're getting uh, Vincent DeFernura, uh to, to repl- reprise his role, I would assume those are two huge coups that they just want to keep. And also, at the same time, it's, it's fun just to go on fresh. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's just fun just to say, hey, I saw it, and I got to see it, and it's really cool to see these people who— I never thought he plays plays roles again because those two, to me, I think the only person that was wrongly cast was the Iron Fist, and um, I didn't see any of his work prior to that. But I just thought he just overdid it a little bit for me. But I thought Mike Coulter as Luke Cage was perfect, Kristen Ritter as Je- Jessica Jones were perfect. But those two really made those roles. I'm interested to see if they're in these these if they're in the MCU now. I'm interested to see how they will play it in a less darker position because now they're now there'll be more handcuffs to those characters which i think is so hard to handcuff daredevil he's a dark character so i'm interested mm-hmm. i'm interested to see how they do place f f they're in this and just my last star on spider-man i actually the only spider-man movie i have outright not liked was spider-man 3 I thought all of them had redeeming qualities. Uh, Andrew Garfield run to me, um, as you said, Hobgoblin did look pretty. Uh, ooh, I don't know what that was, um, but but uh, they weren't bad movies. It was just it was just that people didn't get into an that, and we were teased. huge we were given the hugest cock tease for Sinister Six just for it to be canceled. Yeah. So I think a lot of his frustration over. Them just ending it so fast. But, anyways, those are my last thoughts on that.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. It was, with those movies,
1: it was, to me, it's always like the the era type of movies, right? So the first three Spider-Men were kind of more or less like the old school Stanley, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko edition um, mm, of, 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 of Spider-Man. You know, old school, Children of War was old school. Then the Andrew Garfield was more of like that ultimate Spider-Man take,
2: you know, mm. a little
1: more hip, a little more kind of punkish skater guy, you know, kind of more or less uh, the, the, the Spider-Man I grew up with, at least. So maybe that's why I was more attached. Um, and then now, I don't know, Tom, Tom Holland's kind of like a mix of the two, mm-hmm.
0: I think. He is. Or he's,
1: or he, he's just like this, the Peter Parker of like, you know, modern day 2020, basically.
0: I agree. I agree. So, anyways, that's the show. We were gonna get the criminal, then we went over on everything else, which is it's okay with me. This is fun. Always getting able to get someone on to talk about comics and what we're looking forward to, what we like, what we don't like, what we agree on, what we disagree on. Um, Nico, tell them where they can find you so they can follow you on Instagram or wherever else. Yeah, you
2: can follow me on Instagram
1: and Twitter at Nico underscore right, That's N I C O. Um, posting a whole bunch of cool comic stuff that I'm doing. I got some new process videos up i'm going to be putting up a lot more stuff soon just stuff of me inking penciling and um yeah just kind of showing you guys all the cool stuff i have going on so yeah
0: all right everyone that is your wednesday show for this week thank you to nico for coming on and um we will be back on we will talk about volume to a criminal very soon whenever our time opens up but this is this is unusual because at least for me it is Con season, I'm usually used to, like, from my seasons, like, May through, like, September or October. This year, we have so many different cons happening later in the year due to COVID. So, we will find a way. Um, him and a matter of fact, what we may do, and we'll talk about this another time, Nico, when we're both in Seattle together in a couple months, we may actually just do a live show from there or something together and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and connection stuff. So, that'd be cool. But, um, anyways, that's the show for this week. I hope you guys enjoy I am the Soul Chemical. That's Nico. We are out. Have a good night.